everybody. What is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. Today, I am joined by the one and only David Marvin. Here. He's here. He wrote today's Devo. Mm. David, you're now, what, dad of three? I am a dad of three, which means we're not sleeping because we have a six-week-old. Six weeks. Bear? Bear. His name is Bear. Yes, we've got a six-year-old boy, three-year-old girl, and a six-week-old boy. I've been on staff at Watermark for 13 years. I direct The Porch, which is a young adult ministry on Tuesday nights. If you are a young adult or you know one, send them there on Tuesday. Send them that way. Honestly, Emma, this is just the highlight of my day, getting to be here with you. Well, thanks, David. Maybe my week. How about really? that? Really? Uh, let's, let's go with day. Okay. Thank you. I'm, I'm honored <laughs> at least for the day. I'll take it. And uh, I'm excited you're here. You know, you used to be my boss. That's true. It was a good time. And then you got stolen. I did. I know. I did. Still a little bitter about that. It, but I still come around. I Not as often, Emma, honestly. <laughs> You've left us behind, candidly. But that, we're not here to talk about bitter we're not. feelings, we're, okay? <laughs> we're here to talk about... Second Corinthians. Mm. What chapter? Six. Six. Second Corinthians six. Second Corinthians is kind of an interesting book because it's like not the second letter that he writes. No, there's another one in between, right? Yes. That we don't have anymore? Yes, exactly. That God sovereignly preserved. But to this point in Second Corinthians, he's trying to reconcile some of the false ways that the Corinthians were seeing him and give them a perspective of what it looks like to be a minister of the gospel. So in the Devo, I talk about my son in a soccer game that he had when we were playing soccer. He was five. I was coaching the team. And the opposing team showed up, and they had the same color jersey, which, which five-year-old yeah, five soccer is already impossible to, like, you're hurting cats and just run this way, run this way. No, that's not our goal. Run the But when they all have the same color jersey, it is just total mayhem. Chaos. And I use that as, as really Paul is saying, hey, we're supposed to be distinct from the world, which he highlights in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, really in multiple places in the book. But he says in the way that we speak and our life, we're going to be set apart. And though it looks like we're dying, yet we live. We're punished, yet we're not killed, sorrowful, yet always rejoicing that we should stand out from the world around us. But what I think is a equally as interesting verse inside of the chapter that is relevant, especially to the ministry that I lead, is 2 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 14, where Paul brings up one of the clearest verses as it relates to why we're not to have marriages formed or honestly even business partnerships formed, which is, there's a hot take. Yeah. Actually, I don't even think it's that hot. I think it's in the verse where Paul says, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers or yoke together. Yoke was a term. The, the oxen would wear, uh-huh, right? Exactly. Yeah. Where an ox, two ox would have a wooden yoke put over them that would basically be attached to a carriage or attached to a plow or attached to something that it would pull. An ox would be unequally yoked if they were pulling in two different directions or if the strength of one ox was so vastly greater than the other one that it would leave the other one behind. Mm -hmm. And Paul uses that analogy to say, as it relates to your relationships, you shouldn't form partnerships with or marriages with people who are not men and women of God who share your faith. And, you know, what's interesting is even in society, studies are continuing to come out that say interfaith marriages, which is the word that— Marriages between people who practice different religions. Exactly, yeah. Have a 
shockingly high divorce rate. And of course, it makes sense because Paul is basically saying, hey, you don't want to form life with somebody who doesn't share your values. And the most important thing to you, if you're a Christian, should be your relationship with Jesus. So why would you create a marriage or create any relationship where somebody doesn't value or share the most important thing to you, which is your relationship with Jesus? And where I think it gets really interesting is in the context of the business world, if we want to go. Yeah, let's go there. I'd, we want to go hot topic. Yeah. A friend of mine, um, it was a chance where they went on Shark Tank. Oh, Yeah. And I remember talking to a friend afterwards, and they were a believer, and we don't need to get into the specifics of it because it's kind of irrelevant, but point being, they were uh, considering taking a, a partnership, and this other godly guy in my life was like, hey, did nobody mention in them 2 Corinthians 6.14? It was the first time I'd ever really thought of it in that context where they're saying, hey, they're forming a business partnership with a guy who's clearly not a believer, and they're going to yoke their life together, which is not going to lead to sharing the same values. You're eventually going to hit a fork in the road where the things that inform how you make decisions are not going to be the same things that inform how they make decisions. So that it makes sense if you think about it in the business context. Yeah. And it certainly applies in the marriage context, which is largely applicable, at least to the audience that I work with, where young adults are dating somebody and they'll check the box as a Christian, but they're not really fully devoted Jesus is a part of their life. It's not the point of their life. And to that person, I would say you should be very cautious. There's no more significant human relationship you're going to have. And you want to make sure that you are equally yoked. You share the same perspective on how you're going to raise kids. What's the meaning of life? And all of that's going to flow from your relationship with Jesus and their relationship with Jesus. And so Paul's words are as relevant today as they've ever been. Yeah, that's strong. What would you say? We've got a lot of parents listening, as they whether they've got young kids or older kids. Yeah. What would you encourage them to pray for their children when it comes to marriage, dating, all of that? Yeah, I think probably a lot of them are already doing it, of praying for a godly spouse, not just a spouse and not just someone who says that they're a Christian and not just, oh, they're good enough, but somebody who loves Jesus. If your daughter or your son, you know, if your daughter marries a doctor, but he is not going to make disciples in the home, he might make sick people feel better, but he's not going to be the father uh, in a way that God calls him to. Mm-hmm. And so I'd pray for a godly spouse, which probably feels you know, so generic and oversimplified. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I think praying that God would bring that about in his timing and that their son or daughter would have the strength to withstand settling for something that God says is not his best. And with, yeah, that's so strong because with anything, whether it's, dating or business practices or just yeah. the choices we have to make every day, we have to make that decision. Am yeah. I going to settle for what God says is not best? Yes. Maybe I should read the verse. Sure. Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. For what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness? Or what fellowship has light with darkness? What accord has Christ with Belial? And what portion does a believer share with an unbeliever? And he, he continues to go from there. But that's why I say the partnership yeah. Is an interesting one that no one ever talks about. Yeah, where, I've hey, never heard that before. You're entering into business. That seems like Paul is saying, hey, you should be cautious. At, at least you should be very cautious. If not, you should not do it. Yeah. Which is different than working alongside someone. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Like forming, hey, we're the two partners on this. Leading. Yes. And creating something new. I, I think he, he would say cautious. Or maybe outright don't do it. Yeah. It's, there's definitely, it's definitely there. We're out of time. I wish we could keep talking. This is really interesting. Man, Emma, the highlight of my day is now over, but it was a great highlight. (laughs) Hey, I'm glad. It's Christ in and through me all Mm, the way. mm. 
Hey, thank you for having me. You're so welcome. Thanks for being here. Absolutely. So glad to have you. We will be back tomorrow continuing through 2 Corinthians. It's a Tuesday. So if you're a young adult, Mm. come check out The Porch, 7 p.m., and we will continue to read about how Christ works in and through us. Hey, we want to thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe, because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.